Today's scripture reading is from the book of Genesis, the first chapter, and the 26th to the 31st verse. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food and to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground. Everything that has the breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. It is, and it was so. God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. This is the word of the Lord. We want to recap last week. And so, looking at last week, it really sets up our verses for today. Really puts us in a, in a good place. And I was so thankful. I was shared with some of the brothers yesterday at Men's Fellowship. I said, I, I'm, I'm thankful because Pastor Meeks really set it up. He really said it real well. If you were listening last week or if you heard the podcast and you were studying and you were taking notes, today when I take a swing, right, we should be, we should be able to go for a home run because today's verses are amazing. All of God's word uh, is amazing, but it really spoke to me. So last week we see that mankind was made in God's image. Last week, Pastor Meeks broke it down. We were made in God's image. Uh, God uses the plural pronoun for the first time. Uh, the word for God being used is Elohim, which is in its plural form, but singular in its usage. Right? So we are starting to see the introduction of God's triune being, his triunity. Right? And so a lot of people, where does that come from? Well, in, 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 in this past text, we've seen that God said, let us make man in our image in our image, so we begin to see God in this plural nature. God created us for stewardship. Pastor Meeks, that's what Pastor Meeks said, we were created for stewardship. We are to steward what God created for us, right? So that being this earth, this doesn't, but it's not ours, it's not mine to hold on to. I'm simply a steward because God said that, Nathan, you are steward of the world. You are to take care of it until I come back. You are to watch over it until I come back. Pastor Meek says that um, you shared about being raised on, a, on all those acres and having to take care of animals. And when I thought about that, I said, hmm, Pastor Meeks was taking care of animals when he was just a wee, right? Just a, a little, little, little Pastor Meeks. He was a little Pastor Meeks. And I thought about that. And I, I started to think, I said, I wonder what that was like. Like, you had chickens. Um, do you have any cows? You see, he had cows. And so, and I, and I thought about that. I said, he, this was his job to take care of these animals. And he, tell, he t tells us he has a, a fear of chickens. He don't really, chickens, they, him and, no, we're going to keep it on a low. So everybody in here, don't go tell nobody, but don't bring Pastor Meeks no chickens, right? <laughs> if it's not cooked. <laughs> now, if it's wing stop. 
and already cooked, we good. But don't bring it clucking. All right, so when I thought about this, I was like, wow, like his father and mother put him in this position to tend to these animals, to tend to these animals, to be a shepherd, if you will. And I wonder if they knew that now he would be shepherding all of us. So Pastor Meeks was put into preparation, into practice, so that he would be able to deal with us. Right? Because some of us act like cattle. <laughs> Including me. Right? He's trying to get into the boat. Let's go. Right? No, I don't want to go. So Pastor Meeks had this privilege, this opportunity to look at the animals and speak to them and try to usher them and, and move them and they would resist. Little did he know God was preparing him so when he would say, Nate, I need you, as, I, I see you as my youth pastor and I would be shaking my head, no you don't. <laughs> not this cattle. Not this cattle. I'm not, I'm not going. I'm, I'm a bull. I'm, I'm not going where you want me to go. So pastor was being prepared at an early age to be a shepherd, to be a leader, right, of God's people. And so you can say what you want. That's just a coincidence. As I look at the text and I was looking at Genesis, God is a God of intention. God is a God of purpose. God doesn't make mistakes. Well, you might be thinking, well, I'm going through something. I don't see why God just keep on going through. Even if he doesn't reveal it to you on this side, on this side, on heaven, you'll be all right. So God is a God of purpose. Image is as image does. Took a line from Forrest Gump, switched it up. I like the image is as image does. Right? So as we are, and, and the things that we do as humans, right? So we have a human nature, right? So we, 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 as God created us to be in his image, there's some things about us that should be, that, that should be godly. Amen? Our uh, being creation. Creation reflects its creator. And then we also, he challenged us, he, this spoke to me, Pastor, he said, how often do you go outside your comfort zone to do the things that God created your body to do? How often do you use your body that God, again, he's lending you, this, you're a steward of this right here. He's lending this to you so that you can do his will. But again, I don't want to do that. I want to do me, Right? In God's image. So today our scripture reads, uh, we're going to read in chapter 1, verses 28 to 31. It reads, God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has breath in life, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw all that he had made and it was very good. There was evening and there was morning on the sixth day. So today our title is Blessed with Responsibility. Blessed with Responsibility. You see, it's one thing to... Have a responsibility is another thing to see that it's a blessing to have responsibility, right? You can have some responsibility and look at it as a burden, 
I got to go down and set up the chairs for the church. I got to go over there and pray for sister so-and-so. I got to go over here and sing today. We got, we got choir rehearsal. I had a long day. Now I got to go over and deal with them. Right? So we can, we can get into these things of responsibility and not seeing it as a blessing. But God says that I'm going to bless you with responsibility. And I want you to see it as a blessing. Right? Because he understands that when we see things as a burden, we get wore out. We get tired. But when we see things as, wow, it's a blessing. I am able to move my, my very being and go and sit up chairs and, and, and set them up for the glory of God. This is a, a blessing. I can go in, 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 into my worship team, my praise team, and get together and sing hymns and praises to God, our creator. It's a blessing. I can go and pray for so-and-so because God is doing some great things in my life, and I want to share this encouragement. This is a blessing. Right? So it's, it's, it's so hard for us to see things as a blessing. We, but we see, ah, oh, you know, it's just, it's just a responsibility. I just got to do this because that's what I got to do. But when we see things as a blessing, it really changes the perspective really gives us a, a better motive, motivation to go out and do for God. See, people who don't know their purpose should begin to rejoice right now because uh, what we're what we about to get into in Genesis is starting to set us up for your purpose, why God created you. In the text today, we begin to see our part, our purpose. As I was preparing, I uh, began to think hard about how to convince you all, like, this happened. Like, Derek, I was praying, like, how do I convince everybody at City Church that God said this and it happened? How do I do that? And God said, don't worry about that. That's my job. So I thought, oh, okay, all right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to just share his word. One of the ways I see evidence of God and the Bible being so accurate is I look into the world. The Bible is one of the few that takes a bold stance and says, Gene, you are going to be this by nature. You are going to live like this by nature. From the day you are born, you are going to resist God. And not only does it say that you're going to do it, it comes to fruition. It is actually a real-life deal. You find yourself wrestling against the things of God. So how do we know that what God said is true? Well, if we look into the world, and I don't want to get ahead of us in, uh, in, in the book of Genesis, but the Bible proclaims and, and prophesies that there was a fall. We fail from God's grace. And ever since that fall, we've been in constant conflict with God's plan for our lives. Constant conflict. Like, Lord, God says, I want you to go and sell everything that you have. Uh, everything? <laughs> I don't really think God would say that, right? Because we have an issue with when God tells us to do something. So we have this conflict that, we're, that we stay wrestling with. It reminded me that um, when I thought about in the, the evolution, right? Being in school and how when we're taught about evolution and going through the, the, the books and we're looking at the monkeys, you see the monkey, and then it's like, oh, look, the monkey's turning into a man. 
Oh, okay. I believe that because some people look like monkeys and, you know, they monkeyish. They act a little monkeyish. So that's, that's, I believe that, right? So we, ju- we just take it for what it is. But anytime God says, when God says, we want to research, analyze, you know, get a second opinion and think about, is, is this really true? Is the Bible really true? But when man says, hey, you know, you came from a monkey. Okay, I can see that. I believe it. But the guy says, no, you actually, there was a fall, and I, I created you with intention, with purpose, but you decided that you wanted to do what you wanted to do, and there was this issue. We, became, we had this conflict. And so then we want to wrestle, well, you know what, let me go and study and research this and analyze it and see if this is really true. So I looked at that, and I, I thought about, that's what happens. We have, and again, it goes back to that conflict. We have this conflict when it comes to believing the things of God. I realize that humanity is quick to accept the world's facts, but when God says something, we're quick to, uh, again, rationalize. Like, Lord, I don't know if you would really have me to go and pray about this situation when I can go and just do. Right? And so uh, we must have faith first and then believe that this is what happened. And the reason I say that is because, again, looking into the world, this constant conflict, God created with purpose, we fall from God's grace, and then we have, everything is thrown off. Everything. The Bible, I mean, the Bible, again, takes this bold stance and says, this is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. It's written years ago. I don't know about you, but the Bible, before I was born, God said, before my mama was born, God said, and so I look into the world, it says, God said, I I want, I'm going to create male and female, and I'm going to bring them together, and they're going to you know, create other, little, have little babies. But man says, no, I want to sleep with the same sex, right? Because I want to do what is anti of God. So again, we get to see this constant conflict with man versus God. Why? Because of the fall. And so we look into, into the text today, verse 28. What do we see? God blesses mankind. In verse 28, God blesses mankind. Secondly, God gives mankind instruction, responsibility. With, uh, uh, three, God gives mankind dominion and authority over the earth. In verse 28, God separates mankind from animals, from the fish, from the, from the birds, from the bears. God separates us from everything else that he created. Again, reiterating our title, blessed with responsibility. God, again, created us with a purpose. He gives us dominion and power and authority over the birds, over the, over the, uh, the animals, right? And then what happens? We want, to do us. we want to do our own thing. So I am so glad that God didn't tell any other creature to be in control. I am so glad, so glad that God didn't tell any other creature to be in control. Imagine, again, we talk about monkeys running things. Have you, I, I know you guys seen some of the crazy, ridiculous, nasty things that come across Facebook that monkeys do. I'm going to leave it at that. And imagine they're in control. Or, I mean, an elephant. Elephants run everything. Elephants coming into the, into, the, into the sanctuary, right? Just imagine if God... God knows what he's doing. Y'all looking at me like, that's, that's ridiculous. 
Why would God exactly, God created us, humans, to be in control, to be, to, to be stewards of his earth? In verse 29 and 30, God gives all the vegetation for food. We were vegetarians. Yes, I knew I was going to get one amen. I was, I was banking on that one amen. I said, if anybody, if nobody else, we're going to have one amen today. The vegetarian, uh, because I seen that we were, everything was in balance. We didn't need meat, flesh, and blood for nourishment. The plants were enough. And as I looked and I, and I thought about so many people I know, some of the healthiest people I know are vegetarians. Now, now I know some of y'all looking like, now, now I like, again, Wingstop, you know, I love some lemon pepper chicken, all right, or steak, you like that New York strip with extra A1, I, I don't know, you know, John, you know, medium rare, I, I, that's me, but everything was in perfect balance, we didn't eat flesh, we didn't eat blood, we didn't, that was, we didn't consume that. We're vegetarians, right? And so, and I thought about it, I was like, wow, these things, everything was perfect. God had aligned everything perfectly. Every object was in the right place. Every vegetable process going on in season. So everything was going on right now. We're in a drought and things are kind of hard. But imagine everything was perfect. Brother Bert, I know you, amen, because you, you plant stuff and you like, it's green season. It's growing. Right now, it's kind of like, ooh, green's a little rough come out too good. There's drought, but everything was in perfect balance. See, God didn't create us and ask us what we wanted because we wouldn't have known. God didn't say, uh, Nathan, what do you want on earth? Because I would have been sitting there like, I think I want to, uh, I think I want the sun. No, I don't want the sun. It's too hot. I think I want the moon, right? So God didn't, God didn't come and create man and say, hey, so man, what do you think you would like? Do you think you would like a helpmate? No, God, God knows what's best for us, right? Man is lost without God. So God gives dominion over all the animals and all the land to man. And I'm so glad he didn't, he didn't ask us because, again, I share with uh, our Bible study, I said God looked at the, the earth and he prepared everything. It's just like a, a nursery. Before Nala was born, we went and we got a, a, a crib and we got pampers and we got uh, bottles, and we got uh, uh, rags, and we got all these different things, right? Because I, I'm, I'm so, I don't like to get dirty, so I had gloves and masks and helmets, right? Because I, I, I had seen some, hor- some, I seen some horror stories on when babies were born and, and things that happen, right? When they get full, and I'm like, I don't want to partake in that, so I'm going to prepare myself, right? But as I looked at this, I was like, wow, I'm so glad that God set everything up perfectly for us. He says, look, I'm going to create the earth. It was void, and he says, I'm going to put the stars right here, put the sun right here. I'm going to put it right here. I'm going to put the sun right here because if I put it too close, they're going to burn up. If I put it too far away, they're going to freeze to death, right? So I'm going to put the sun right here. I'm going to put the moon. I'm going to put the earth. Then I'm going to put the land. I'm going to put uh, uh, water, right? Looking at the oceans, he tells the oceans, look, oceans, you're going to come right here. They're going to stop right there. I don't want you to go past right? I want you to stay right there. The valleys, he says, well, you know, valleys, I want you to be cast down. I want you to, I want there to be a separation, right? The mountains, I want you to be lifted high. God is creating and preparing everything for our enjoyment. 
Then he says, I'm going to put some trees right here, and they're going to produce this type of plant, this type of fruit for you, right? And then after he had did all that, then he says, you know what? It's time to create male and female. Everything is perfect. Just like, again, when a baby is born, we get everything that we need before the baby comes. So that when we, the baby is born and we bring the baby home, Ricky, we can take the baby and put it in that nice nursery and look, take a step back and say, look, that's my baby. That's my baby. And all these toys, the blankets, right, the, the, the nightlight, all of this is in perfect position for this baby. And God did the same thing for us. He said everything now is in perfect position. And so now I'm going to create and form man, and now they can see. This is for the enjoyment. And then he says, what? What does he tell man? I'm going to give you every plant. Every plant. Every plant is for you. Every seed-bearing plant is for you. All the animals, they're for you to look at and observe and, and, to, and say, wow, my God created this for me. Right? It's like this huge amusement park created for us. And then I thought about how, if you read Genesis, what happens when you let, when you let us free? What happens when you let us do what we want to do? And look at the world today. And again, I, I, I go back and we look at the fall and look at the condition of the world today. I'm the worst. I have allergies and smog, right? We got the global war. Everybody talk about it, it's, things are changing. People can't breathe now. I know people who are actually moving to colder cities because they get better oxygen. So we, we look at the condition of our world and God's sitting back and saying, look, I created for your enjoyment for your pleasure, or what happens is we, he, he says, he, looking back at us, and this was all for us to enjoy, right? But he, we have people who are worshiping animals, worshiping, right? Fish, worshiping, trees, worshiping, the sun, worshiping, the moon. And God's like, I, I did that. That's for your enjoyment, not to worship and fall down and bow down to it. I created it for your enjoyment. How backwards we are. And so that's why, again, I, I love Genesis because it really puts us in place and sets us up for where we're headed. What is, why is it that God created us? And we know that my purpose is to have dominion, right, over the world, right? That means I'm going to respect nature. I'm going to respect animals. I'm going to respect the water, right? I remember growing up and putting things down the sink that shouldn't go down the sink. Like pouring like bleach and oil, like, oh, I just need to pour this down. I didn't know, right? God's like, and then as I began to look at, God's like, I created this world for you. You got to take care of it. This is for your enjoyment. This is for your, your pleasure. Verse 29 and 30 I would like to um, point out that God is a God of detail. God is a God of order. Look at his steps. Look at the steps that he took before he created man. 
in detail, look at creation. Like, if we ever just sit back, I know I was at, um, at the coffee garden, and I was sitting there, and I was looking at a plant. And then as I was watching the plant, I seen a bee come along, and it sat on the plant, and then it took, so it, it took the pollen, right? It, it went back and got some water and went back to the plant, and I was sitting there looking like, wow, look at God's creation. Look at God's creation. And then I seen that God is a God of re- a relationship. God desires a relationship with us. God wants to be our God. He wants to tell us what's best for us because he knows. Some of us, we don't, we, don't, we don't even know what we want. We still don't know what we want versus what we need. So let alone us be our, to, to think that we're in charge of our destiny, we're in charge of our, um, our, our goals and what we should do, like to think about that, we don't even know what we want, right? Some of, some of us, we got in relationships before, and we got a relationship. I really want this relationship. You got a relationship, and you're like, ooh, I don't really don't like this person. I really don't like this, right? So then you dip to another relationship, like, ooh, I like this person's hair. This person, they good right here. And then you're like, you know what? They spend too much time brushing their hair. You know, so I'm going to go with that over here, right? And so we, di- we don't even know what we want. Think about this summer. Some of y'all is like, ooh. I can't wait till the summer. It's going to be nice. I can wear these type of clothes, my shorts. And then you're like, oh, it's too hot. Lord, I know I wanted the sun to come out, but you, can you turn it down a little bit? Then he turned it down the past couple of days. We're like, oh, it's a little cold. I don't, I don't really, Lord, can you? Never satisfied. But God knows what's best for us. But just to think about that, to think about that and to say, wow. I'm so glad that God didn't ask me what I wanted because I don't know. I don't know what I want until I look into the Bible and look at the scriptures and see, like, Lord, lead me. Guide me with your word because you gave me your word because it's the best thing for me. If I don't have your word, I'm lost because the things that I think that I want, I really don't. Or then when I get them, I enjoy it for a little bit, and then I want to throw it in the garbage. Right, and there's on to the, to the newest or the next thing, what's hot. God's like, I know what's best for you. Right, that's why I, I, created, I created you. So we should go to our creator. Getting to uh, verse 31, we also uh, see that God was a God of purpose. Creation had design and function. Like we look at, um, at, at life and we look at our lives and God created us with mouths with ears, with eyes, right? Our, our eyes are to see, right? To see other people, to see his creation, uh, ears so that we can listen, so we can have conversation, our mouths, right? So we can speak. Like God is a God of creation. He, he doesn't just do things because he don't have anything else to do. Like, hey, let me just go go and give him a mouth. Why not? You know, no, it's, it's for a reason, right? Let, let me go on and, um, you know, do this for them because I don't have anything else better to do. No, God is a God of, of purpose. And so we see that in, in this book. So getting to verse 31, on the sixth day, God completed all that he had created. I mean, he had contemplated on all that he had created. He looked at the heavens, the earth, the light, the darkness, the evening, the morning, sky, land, seas, vegetation, and the animals. And then he looked at his pride and joy and mankind and said, this is very good. 
See, I don't want to read too much into the text, but as I, as I look at it, we were like that finishing touch. Again, everything was laid into perfect position. And then he places us in the world, and he says, now it's complete. Now it's very good. Because up until this point, everything was just good. The light, it was good. Right? The land, it was good. Animals, it was good. But then when we step onto this thing, think about this. I want you to take pride in this, right? Because I want you to boast in what God did for you. Right? I took pride in this. It's like, wow. God said, then he says, when he created me, right? He created me. He said, it's very good. But I know it's hard because sometimes we can look at ourselves in the mirror and say, ooh, God, you, I mean, you kind of messed up a little bit. You know, I, there's some things where I think you kind of went wrong. You know, I got this type of personality or, you know, I really can't stand people or, you know. I'm just talking about what I'm talking about. Sometimes, you know, amen means you agree, so, <laughs> right? So sometimes we can get into, we can look into the mirror and say, you know what? I look at the Bible, it says that God created me, everything was perfect. And we look at ourselves and say, wow, um, I got some issues. But as we get into our text, as we continue, I don't want to spoil nothing, but stay tuned to this movie. But in conclusion, we begin to see the bigger picture in our verses today. If we stay too focused on the animals, the stars, the planet, and plants, we begin to miss two things. One, we miss God as our creator of all things. Secondly, we miss ourselves and God's plan. So one, we miss God as the creator of all things, which is a lot of what a lot of people do. I love this tree so much it's going to become my God. I'm going to worship this tree. Or this bird is so unique. This must be the, 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 this must be a, the God of Let's say, uh, this is the God of beauty, right? So I'm going to worship this bird because this is what brings beauty. And God's like, step back. I created that bird for you to enjoy, to look at, not to, to worship. But also what that illustrates is to us is that we were created for worship. It's inside of us. It's so easy for us to worship things. And so sometimes if we don't have the right perspective, we begin to worship the things instead of the creator of those things, right? I know I don't have to preach to you too much on that. I just some things that I've had in my life, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I really like this. I, I got this, and now, and it becomes my God. I stop praying and worshiping as much as I, I used to because I have this new thing in my life, right? So for one, if we look too close to the, the, the animals and we stay too focused on the stars and the planets, we miss God as the creator of the world. Then secondly, if we don't, uh, if we stay too focused on that, we miss ourselves and God's plan. We forget that he cre created us for his purpose. We forget our purpose in the circle of life. Like we forget what are we supposed to be doing. You see, it is imperative that we understand that we, we created with function and with purpose. We are not products of chance. We didn't just happen to be born. Like, my spirit weeps for the person who thinks that I just happen to be born. I don't know what my purpose is. I'm just going to kind of figure this thing out. I'm going to work this job for 35 years, retire, and then die. If that's your, you know, if that's your view of, of, of life, you need to come meet your creator. 
Because God created everyone in this room with a specific function and purpose. And a lot of times, we tend to resist that purpose or function. For me, it was, okay, I created you with this, this, this gift, this ability to, to speak and to preach to my people. I don't want it. Right? We can get into that. Or if it's for people who are of service, you love the community, you just love going out and giving. And we get so tied up in that that we forget that God has given us that blessing, that gift. So, again, my heart goes out to those who think that they're just a product of chance. Like, I just, I just happen to be born, and so these just happen to be my parents, and so I'm just going to happen to work this job, right, because it pays a lot of money. And then after, you know, 30 or 40 years of working, I'm just going to collapse, die, nobody cares, on to the next person. No. God created everybody in here with purpose. We must remember that we are in charge and we have a, a function because God created us that way. Right? So wherever you work right now, there's a purpose of you being there. For me, I work with young people. There's a purpose in me being there. Right? Part of that is to be the light in this dark world, to be that role model and example that they don't have at home. So when I look at my job, I don't just see it as a, a burden. I see it as a blessing. Right? A blessing to a responsibility because these kids are looking up to me because God is saying, I want you to speak life into them. I want you to be a living example of me. You are my hands and my ears and my eyes right now. So speak to them, right? If you're in, a, in an office job, your job is to be light. Or, or are you part of the darkness? Are you the one gossiping and, and, sh uh, and uh, sh sharing rumors with other people that you don't even really know and forming opinions about people? Or is it that, you know what, I've been put here with a purpose to stop the gossip, right? It stops here with me. It might come around my way, but it stops here because God put me here for a reason, to be that light. And we, as we look into the world, we see what happens when we fight the things that God has blessed us with. We fight, and what happens when we fight the things that God has blessed us with us, we see so many kids without their parents. We see the single mother. We see the homelessness. We see these things because we want to do what we want to do. But God says, look, I created you with a purpose, with a function. Come to me in order to find out what that is. Right? You, you're tired on your job. You're tired of working that job? Come to me. Help me. Let me help you. Right? Because there's a reason I have you there. Don't leave just yet. Because you might be ready to leave right now. And God said, it's not time yet for you to leave. I have a purpose for you there. You might not see it yet, but you're about to save somebody's life. You're about to save somebody's life by being who I called you to be. And I know some of you guys have been there in that position where you've just, you know what, I'm just at my, I can't take it no more. And that person comes and says, I need you to pray for me. I know I said I didn't believe in your God before, and I know I said you crazy for going to church and dealing with them hypocrites, but I need you to pray for me. That's what happens when we give in to God and understand that we have purpose and we have function. And so when I, and in closing, understand that God created you with purpose. You're not an accident. You're not a product of chance. Don't live that way. Live intentional. 
Live knowing that God created you with a purpose to have dominion and authority when he's your God. When he's in control leading you, you'll see what happens when you allow God to lead you, and then you can lead others. So just, uh, just stay, uh, understand, stay with it. The Bible is accurate. Understand the Bible is real. I know sometimes we can think that, you know, I don't really believe it, but look, look at the Bible. Read as we continue in Genesis, look at it. We haven't even got to the fall yet, but look and see, uh, do I see myself in there? Do I see myself in the, in the text? And we, you will. Your eyes will begin to open. You say, wow, I, I see it. So understand that this is a blessing. Responsibility is a blessing when it comes from above. And you know who your maker is. Amen.